Hey guys, real quick break. Wanted to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. The cool thing is it's actually for free, which you can use right from your phone, your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll also distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard everywhere from Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Hey guys, quick shout out to all of our sponsors. Started with Taigatu. This is a brand that's based out here in the Northwest. Started by two brothers and their motto is freedom from ordinary. This brand is an amazing lifestyle brand. Go check them out, Taigatu. Use the code TOPRATINGMMA for a discount at the checkout. Reweb, they're a veteran owned digital marketing agency and they're on a mission to help 1 million small businesses and feed 1 billion people by giving back. In fact, if you go to their website, you can fill out a form right now. They will give you a personalized video review of your website and help you with some strategies for free. Just tell them Top Radio May sent you. Go check them out, reweb.com. Combat flags, they do flags like the one behind me and the original combat flag, which is a four by six inch flag made by fatigues that are donated to combat flags from soldiers that wore them. And the cool thing is every combat flag that comes out to you has the story of the soldier that wore that fatigue. They have donated close to $80,000 to Stop Soldier Suicide, a great organization. Go check them out, Combat Flags. Rep Sports, look, this is not your typical supplement store. These guys have everything and they taste great and it's good prices. Protein, weight loss, muscle build, pre-workout, you name it, they've got it. Plus, they're the makers of Ray's Energy. Like I said, go check them out. Rep Sports at topratedmma.com. Use the code topratedmma for 15% off your order and go order them today. Robert, your coach, your speaker, podcaster, you're also the artist known as Painter of Millionaires. Thank you so much, man, for taking time. I appreciate it. Hey, great. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate being on your show. Well, I like to start my shows off by going back a bit. Where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Uh, I grew up in a, a low-income government area uh, up in Canada, okay. the east side of the city, as they, you know, they always say, the, the dreaded east side. <laughs> but, you know, I, I grew up with a single mom who worked about four jobs to raise three children, you know, from two years on, like, well, that's how old we were, you know, to the point that we didn't see our mom half the time. We'd visit her at her jobs to see her, you know, sometimes get food, um, you know. So things were tough, a lot of bullies in the area, which, you know, strengthened me up and, and gave me a thick skin. Uh, being five foot three, you know, and going up against six foot people sometimes, you know, I I had to show my stuff or I was going to be eaten alive, you know, that right. kind of neighborhood I was in. But uh, yeah, it is, uh, it, you know, it, I think we're put in areas to push uh, grit, push growth, push, you know, either eat or, or you know, uh, or, you know, diminish, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, it pushed me, you know, you know, I always tell people, that one of our goals in our neighborhood was to quit school at 16, you wow. know, and I did, I quit school at 16. So I always say, you know, numbers are big in, in, in my life. Like it took me nine years to get my high school, but it wasn't nine years every year. Yeah. It was, you know, skipping, quitting, skipping, you know, being kicked out, suspended, you know, all that kind of, you know, fun and growth. But uh, I did get my uh, grade 12, okay. but I still couldn't get a job. So I went to college. I was the first kid to go to college in my family got me out of, uh, you know, out of my neighborhood. It got me growing. It got me, you know, I became environmental science technician uh, is what I got. 
I worked in that field about a year and a half, uh, recovering oil from liquid waste in, in the environmental area. And then I jumped over from there and, and kept going. And I moved out of my town, which was the best in the world. Because yeah. I think uh, it's who you associate with. And when you know all the rough and the bad areas of uh, a town, and my thoughts were, let's get out of it. Let's go where no one knows me. And let's just you know, see where it takes me. And uh, now I live in the States. So it took, me, uh, it took me on a journey. Yeah. Man, when did you discover that you were into art and painting and things like that? Uh, I was always natural in art. Uh, okay. I wouldn't consider myself the best when I was younger. I felt there was other people that, was, that were better than me. Yeah. But they didn't continue on the practice. I think anybody can kind of uh, develop it better and better and better in anything in life if they just keep pushing it and practicing it and uh, experimenting. And that's kind of what I did, like painting itself. I never started really painting until about 2004, I believe it was. Okay. And uh, I was dating a lady who said, hey, I've seen your portraits. Because I was doing everything, sketch, black and white. I was designing tattoos. Wow. You know, I was doing a lot of design, but I would never touch color. I felt when I put color in, I was messing everything up. It was just, and, and I was hard on myself. So I thought, well, let's stick with what I'm good at. So when she saw my portrait, she's like, here's my painting, here's my brushes, here's my paint, what can you do? And that started me on a journey of incredible, uh, I went around the world because of my art, right? right? I, I was considered artist for the ocean back in 2008. Yeah. And that was because I saw a documentary about sharks okay. and it was called Shark Water. And I ended up becoming good friends with the guy who did it, who sadly just passed uh, about four years ago. Uh, over here in Florida doing another documentary regarding sharks. But I, I became, uh, I started networking around the world. I started rubbing elbows with conservationists that were just leading things to protect ocean life, protect whales and dolphins and sharks. And I was uh, connecting with people that were divers that were diving with sharks and doing all these, you know, it was incredible. And I was even interrogated in Japan. Yeah. You know, amongst that time. Right. Right. So that was like, that was incredible in itself. But I always say it's all about the story, right? You know, yeah. so and then I ended up with a group that was an animal rights organization up in Toronto because I felt like, I felt inside of me that I need to get more out because people started looking at me as if I was a Greenpeace, you know, kind of action. You know, like, who, what's going on with uh, Robert? You know, like, yeah. why is he all like freaked out about this? But what I learned about the sharks is every second breath is what we breathe. The sharks are the apex predator of the ocean, and they protect that that uh, area that allows oxygen to be, you know, produced. Okay. Right. So, like, I'm like, oh my god, it's not just the sharks; it's the world. Like, we really need to protect these uh, yeah. animals. So, when I I went out and I did, uh, you know, fundraisers and um, documentary uh, showings of shark water. I did protests down the streets of Toronto with we had about 70, 80 people. You know, it was fun and it was a whole new world. Yeah. And I always say my art brings me into a journey. Yeah. And that journey, I, I'm still in awe of it, <laughs> but I didn't know really what it was doing to me. It was passion, but it was like, it was taking me, it was bringing things. I was learning skills. I look back at it and I, and I say, wow, I learned how to, you know, to be, uh, take my passion and start speaking publicly. I learned how to organize. I started uh, raising tens of thousands of dollars for conservation organizations. I was giving my art away all over the world for these fundraisers. And two of my prints went for $1,000 twice in uh, Australia. 
Wow. So, you know, just one print, one painting that I created of this organization ship, um, that was a, a ship that they had. It was their only slow ship. Now they have like, have you ever heard of Whale Wars? You okay. know, the sea Shepherd Conservation Society. They're, they're the ones I was following and painting prior to the, them becoming part of Whale Wars uh, on Animal Planet. And yeah. uh, that, that painting's raised probably about $5,000 for them, just giving away the prints, just giving wow. away the prints. And now I understand the power of giving. Yeah. The power of giving and, and the way I never paid to go around the world. People were giving me money to go around the world because I was, I was going to Japan to document dolphin slaughter. Right. right. And I was there filming it and I was documenting and I was doing live blogs and I was meeting amazing people like everywhere. And that's the second time I went in. That's when they, they knew I was there before and they interrogated me. And, and I was there probably five hours. I flew into Tokyo after like 13 hours on a flight. And I, I tell you, Japan's very animated. Okay. Their signs are animated. Their people are animated. And I felt like I was part of a movie. Now, mind you, I always related that like, if I was in Canada or the States and this happened, I'd be like, okay, uh, what's going to happen here? Am I going to go to jail? You know, there I felt like I was part of a movie. Like I had an interrogator who couldn't speak English. Oh, then no. he had a, you know, a translator who kind of reminded me of some French. He had a little French mustache. There, <laughs> you know, of course, both Japan, Japanese, but right. it was just interesting. And I'm like, okay, let's check this out. Let's see what this is all about. It's all part of the story. I keep saying to myself, yeah, it's part of the story. Right. So here I am being back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, out of the room, back in the room, ask the same questions over and over for hours. And I got, you know, to the point where, all right, I'm fed up. It's been five hours and they go, so what are you going to do with the doc? You, you know, your, your pictures and stuff. I said, I'm going to paint them. Yeah. They go, you're going to paint them. I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> here I am for another bio hours, but it didn't happen that way. They actually, you know, say, okay, he's not in here to make money. He's not in here to build a business. He's just, you know, tourist. So they let me in. And, uh, I was like, my plane was just about like the last person was going on the plane as I finally made it over. And I finally made it over to, uh, Osaka. And then I had to take a train down into uh, the Kamano region, which is absolutely gorgeous if you ever have a chance to go to Japan. Wow. But uh, in that area, if you want to see it, hear another documentary, it's called The Cove, okay. where they actually won an Oscar for this documentary. I think it was the first ever that won an Oscar. And uh, it depicts everything that I kind of went through if uh, you want to you know, search that out. Okay. Wow. Man, what a crazy story, dude. And I love the whole aspect of being on this journey. And, you know, with you, you are, like I said, you're this painter of the millionaires, which your artwork is amazing. You've got it behind you there. Why did you decide to start painting millionaires? Great question. I didn't want to go into that over that. I thought that was a long-winded answer no. on the last Yeah, that but was great. That's exactly why, why I wanted to bring that up about Artists for the Ocean was because it happened to me without me knowing that it was happening. I okay. got passion for something and then opportunities came Yeah, and things started coming into my life. Then I started meeting people and I felt that I needed to get out there more. Um, I, like I said, I got skills and everything from that action. So I thought, okay, that was about 12 years ago. Well, when I started this, it was about a year ago. I thought, you know what, why don't I take the knowledge when I look back and connect the dots and put it in and actually take control of it this time. Right. So I thought, you know what, I am doing a lot of personal development. I'm doing coaching. I'm doing a lot of things. 
Um, you know, and I'm always about learning. You know, I think growth mindset is one of the best things in the world to have. Yep. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to start painting the people providing me value. <sighs> so I, I started with Gary Vaynerchuk, which, yeah. uh, which is right here, Gary right. Vaynerchuk. That was my first painting. Okay. And then uh, I went into Ed Milet, I painted. And I know you've, uh, you knew, you've talked to Ed, too, which I think was cool. I watched the little video that you had. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I went to Jesse Itzler and Grant Cardone and Eric Thomas, E.T., you know, the E.T. preacher. Uh, yeah. And those guys own those paintings. So here I am creating. I'm writing the journaling. I'm journaling this time. I'm, I'm watching. I'm preparing to, you know, create a book, really, on this. So I started giving these paintings to these people going, I know giving is a huge thing. Right. What if I give them uh, a gift for the value that they've provided me, which ultimately provides to my family, which provides to anybody I talk to? Because, um, I, you know, in order for me to paint anything, I have to research them. I have right. to read their books. I have to watch their videos. I have to listen to them. Um, like I read Max out, you know, uh, the Ed book, uh, got his book. I get into yeah. their funnels. I get into all their stuff. I find out how they're marketing because marketing is something I do as well. Right. And I thought, if I do this, what will, where will I go? And that's the fun part of it is you don't know where it's going to take you. I didn't know that I've always wanted to travel the world. And I always, you know, I always had a goal of traveling the world for free. You know, I didn't think for free was going to be, you know, people paying you know, you know, donating to me to get me to go do something rewarding and honorable and helping the environment. In this case, I'm like, okay, well, where does this take me? Well, now, you know, not only four millionaires own my painting, which is incredible in itself. Yeah. And I'm now being mentored by Jesse Isler for the next 12 months. Come on. So like, I'm, and in order to help people, you got to keep learning yourself. You got to keep understanding it. And Jesse's a huge mindset guy. And that's what yeah. I'm about. I'm helping people with mindset and I think mindset's the foundation of anything you do in life, yeah. anything from working out to going to school to, you know, completion, you know, becoming a success in whatever direction you're going. Yeah, man. And Jesse is a stud. I love watching his stuff and, and very motivational guy. And hopefully one of these days I'll get him on the show as well. But yeah, he's, he is absolutely a guy that I, I love to follow online and listen to his stuff. And, and I saw that you're on his coaching program, which seems just amazing uh, that you're in there with him and getting coached by him. I mean, what a, what a cool opportunity. You mentioned earlier that you are into marketing and you are this messenger marketing specialist. How important is it for brands to have a messenger set up? And is it work better if it's a personal response or is this bot messenger thing kind of work better? Uh, well, I'm definitely going to be biased on this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do know both sides. So okay. a lot of people use landing pages. They have websites. Um, this, I call it like a virtual website. Uh, your landing page is someone engaging with the bot. Okay. So you create your brand voice. So it's, you know, in your case, you're going to create an MMA kind of action voice, talk language. Um, you're going to talk to them in that manner. You're going to supply them value in that area. You're going to, you know, you're going to have cards, for an example, that will bring them to your social media. They're going to bring you to maybe a video course series. Um, those are evergreen things that you have consistently going where the bot does it 24 seven, 365 days a year. So all people do is come in as soon as they engage, you, you're building your list right there. Gotcha. Right. You're yeah. tagging them as they come in and you're, you can able to segregate your list. Now, if you want to message people for certain things that they kind of came in for, 
right? Yeah. So it, it's incredible the amount of integration that, that's involved. Uh, you may have heard of Zapier, yep. which uh, you know a lot of people use. There's also Integramat, which is another new one uh, that works similar to ManageChat, uh, which is what I use. And you can pull that information, that data, you know, all that from, from what, you know, when people come in. Not only in Facebook do you get the data, you know, you're getting, you know, the gender, you're getting their photo, you're getting everything about them. Even yeah. if they're curious about your site, they don't even have to even, you know, say, I, right now I'm trying to help speakers, right? And right. so I'm creating, I'm, I've created a video uh, course for eight, eight videos to teach them different ways that they can actually utilize this in an organic manner. Of course, you know, marketing costs money, of, you know, but, but when you learn the tools on how you can get it in an organic manner, instead of using running paid ads, for example, QR codes are huge now. Okay. QR codes, people, you know, hit a link, you say they're at their speaking event, they hit a link, you know, instead of giving, you know, do an easy text or say, hey, email me for my slides, which is com the common things that they're doing. Use a QR code, get them into having your bot take over, a virtual assistant, a virtual sales assistant, if you want to say it, you know, kind of like you, you don't have a store, you know, an actual, you know, brick and mortar store, but you have a store where someone's working for you that you don't have to manually do all the time. Right. So here they are, they click the link, they get in and you say, hey, welcome. I'm glad you came from that conference because you have it all set up you create what we call a flow, a flow of conversation. So you're introducing them, they know your name because you're on Messenger, they guide you through, you know, they bring you over to, oh, you want the course, you want the slides, you want, hey, what's your phone number so I can make sure that they can send you text messages? What's your email? So it becomes an omni-channel. Yeah. So you actually can get all that information, you can get data, you can find out what, you know, you can create surveys. It's endless and it's, it's actually quite impressive. It's been around, been developing for the last three four years but facebook is really putting a lot of money and time and effort into it because people want to talk to your business right and i go to a lot of these facebook pages and people you know i click on their message and it says hey we might be able to talk to you in the next 24 to 48 hours so or you can go to our website well the website someone has to input an email or they have to purchase yeah, you can get, uh, you know, you can get data from Google Analytics and, you know, Google and, and say, okay, five people showed up on my site today, but who were they? Right. Right. We don't know who they were, but we might be able to, you know, pull something more data out of it. But when someone comes into your virtual website, as I call it, boom, you got them on the list. You can start retargeting them. You can start creating lookalike audiences. You can run Facebook ads from, you know, many chat, as well as you're guiding them through and creating a lot of evergreen stuff. Wow. Very cool, man. And also, it's so important that, you know, Ed and all these guys talk about the morning routine of kind of starting your day off right. What's your morning routine look like? Well, I'm glad you asked that too. Uh, <laughs> I have, what I'm doing with these speakers is I'm learning their routine. Okay. Right? And I'm implementing what I can into my life and see how it works. Yeah. So the last three, four months, my routine, right now, five in the morning, my, I put, five o'clock in the morning across Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday. So seven days a week, yeah. I am up at five in the morning, no matter what time I go to bed. Yeah. If I go to bed at midnight, I know I'm getting up at five in the morning. If I don't feel like it, I roll out of bed no matter what. And I, yeah. that's a success right there. Yeah. yeah. Five in the morning, I'm getting up. This morning was 4.30. I thought I slept in for some reason. <laughs> I got up at 4.30. <laughs> yeah. But my, I immediately go and I meditate. Oh, come on. 
meditation yeah. can run from 20 minutes to two hours. Today was about, I think I did a, I think I did two hours because I was up so early. I did a two hour meditation. I just kind of okay. zone out. I put on some nice, uh, uh, 532 hertz or whatever's on YouTube kind of things, you know, those vi those vibrational uh, sounds. Yep. I use those so I can kind of get into a, a, a zone. And when they say when you go to sleep and when you go to bed, you're, you go into that theta part of your brain mm -hmm. where you actually start recording anything that comes in. You can, you know, impress uh, a new program into your mind. So I utilize that, uh, that moment in the morning to impregnate things into my mind gotcha. you know things that i want so i do a manifesto which is pretty much uh everything that i want to become mm -hmm. so it's who am i becoming and i think about that what am i what am i becoming my goals uh what do i look like what's my brand you know uh how do i dress how do i act um you know i get all those and then i go into affirmations that uh you know i want to make sure i instill into myself so Repetition there is uh, huge. So you do that morning and night. Yeah. And then I stretch and I, I, I do, right now I've been doing 100 push-ups a day. Okay. I do 12 miles bike riding every day. Wow. And I've been doing that. I started that this month. So by the end of the month, I'll be over 360 miles on that. Wow. And I push that no matter what. Like rain, shine, night. You know, I, I, I know I have to get my 12 miles in. So, yeah. you know, and the 100 push-ups. Last month I did 30 over 3,200 push-ups in the wow. month, but it's broken down. Like it's a hundred, like I, I aim for a hundred. So I push, when I first started doing push-ups, I was doing 40 Yeah. And I got to 50. Now I, I can do up to 80 to a hundred at one stit. And then I, I make sure I got to get over a hundred. So if I have to stop, I stop for about seven seconds. Yeah. Just allow my body. Cause I used to, you know, personal train okay. and then I push it and make sure I get over that hundred. You know, I don't do a hundred even. Right. I do 101, 103, 105, yeah. whatever it is. Right. Yep. I push yep. the limit. So that's good. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm doing. And um, now I'm adding more to it as we go on. I, every month I'm adding a new habit, I'm yeah. creating new habits, which I'm learning from Jesse and his team mm -hmm. um, is every month we create new habits. By the end of the year, we have 12 new habits that direct us to where we want to go. Yeah, man. So awesome. I'm an early riser. I get up at 4 a.m. six days a week. I set the alarm for five on Sundays, but I usually wake up by about 4.30. And I've been on this journey of trying to get fit for the last, uh, I think I'm on day 75-ish or so, but I started May 15th, essentially, uh, or May 16th, essentially, to do 45 minutes of cardio every single day. I had the dad nice. bod going. I've been at 200 pounds for five years, and I said, you know what? I'm 41 this year. I got to get rid of this. So I started May 16th, 45 minutes of cardio every single day. First thing I do when I get up in the morning, do it 25 push-ups, 30 seconds of a plank every day. And this morning I'm weighing in at 173 and I'm down to 17% body fat, man. So it's been, a, a, and some Woo. days you wake up and you're like, crap, I don't want to go work out right now, man. I was even on vacation. I'm like, I don't want to go work out on vacation, but I made myself do it. And man, I've just been pushing through. So my goal is at 90 days straight of cardio, which will end in mid-August. And man, it's been a hell of a journey, that's for sure, dude. And because that's 90 days. When you do something 90 days, you're going to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. And that's the plan. I'm going to uh, probably won't do seven days of cardio, but uh, I will probably mix in some lifting days and stuff like that because I really wanted to get rid of the dad bod, then start bulking up a little bit with some more muscle. But uh, yeah, that's, it's been a crazy journey for sure that I've been on, man. Well, the, being a personal trainer, the muscle will help you burn off more calories. Nice. So as you okay. build that muscle, it becomes heavier and your body has to work, you know, walk around with it. 
Yeah. So it will actually burn off more calories as well. So sweet. I help you there. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, with just a few minutes left, I wanted to kind of transition to some fun questions here real quick. I've got these things called pod decks, essentially just random questions for us podcasters. I'm going to pull one out and hopefully it's not a flop, but we'll see what it says here. Uh, this one says, if everything in your house could be one color, what color would you choose? I'm blue. Blue. Okay. Very Ocean nice. blue, man. Ocean, Ocean blue. blue. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm a music guy, so I always love to ask this question. What's a favorite band for you, or do you have a favorite type of music you like to listen to? Oh, um, I've, I've listened to so many different types. You know, when I was younger, it was hardcore. It was heavy. It was, uh, went into grunge. I, yeah. I'm really loving jazz now. Okay, cool. I don't know any bands in jazz, but I just love – I think I've gotten to the point where I don't want to insert words uh into my mind unless i choose them so jazz allows me to just have music calm and and actually it's a time where i can think yeah yeah absolutely and uh, last question for you what's a bucket list item for you that you still need to check off oh uh dive with sharks dive with sharks okay scary I, i'm such a huge shark buff i got probably shark tattoos all over my body okay you know I, i'm a huge shark buff very cool, and actually man. i'm planning that i'm planning that uh I think because of the COVID, my friend's a diver and yeah. she's an underwater photographer. She's been a part of so many different magazines. Um, and she said September is when she's uh, next, next September okay. because of COVID. So I'm aiming for next September, which gives me time to you know get the money together and all that. And yeah. Get under the water. I do want to say, you know, show you one thing here. Yeah, absolutely. This is my Please. most recent one. Oh, come on. Do you know who that is? Jay Shetty? Jay Shetty, yes. Totally. Yes. Now you say it. Now, absolutely. Yeah, man. That guy's this awesome. This is going to be my 10th one. I don't know if you can see who that is. Lewis Howe. Oh, Lewis Howe. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. number nine and 10 there. Okay. Now we'll have 10 total. I'm looking forward to that. Come on, man. I paint, That's I paint my virtual mentors, man. That's closest people to me. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Robert, such an honor to have you on my show, man. Thank you for sharing your story with me, man. And I think truly you are a world changer, man. I really appreciate you taking the time appreciate everything that you said and uh and and thank you for allowing me to come on thank you so much for watching the show today i so appreciate it please leave a comment down below leave us a review share this video we want to get it in front of as many people as we can i'm going to continue to bring on the best guests possible from world changers entrepreneurs success-minded people and the best up-and-coming fighters real fighters real stories we are creating visionaries here on this channel thank you so much for checking it out have an awesome day